and welcome back. It is the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, with five things you should know about that happened this week, plus a fun bonus. We'll start out with number one, an ongoing story we are following on the potential Medicare expansion. Texas House Representative Lloyd Doggett and 76 of his Democratic counterparts have signed a bill to add DVH, dental, vision, and hearing coverage to Medicare Part B. The bill was officially introduced on Tuesday. It calls for the addition of DVH coverage and a later expansion to include coverage for basic impairments. The hope is to get support going so that it can be included in the budget package expected to go through the Senate this fall. Also of note, lowering the eligibility age from 65 to 60, that is still in consideration. It's a fix that is estimated by the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget to be lower than the CBO's 2019 estimate on expanding Medicare that we mentioned in last week's Friday Five. Of course, CBO, Congressional Budget Office, don't want to leave out that acronym there. As I've mentioned before, this is a very interesting revelation on the Medicare front, and we will keep you posted with updates and changes. Number two, late last week, the Department of Health and Human Services announced a rule to protect consumers from surprise medical bills. Requirements Related to Surprise Billing Part 1 is an interim final rule that bans surprise billing for emergency services. Regardless of where services are provided, they must be treated as in-network services. No prior authorization either. High out-of-network cost-sharing for emergency and non-emergency services will also be banned. Cost sharing cannot be higher for out-of-network services than what would be provided by in-network services. And if you've heard those stories about a surgery being covered in-network other than the anesthesiologist, out-of-network charges for ancillary care in an in-network facility won't be allowed anymore. No out-of-network charges without advance notice either. Consumers must be informed ahead of time in what HHS calls a, quote, plain language consumer notice, end quote. So no trying to confuse consumers with a lot of jargon they won't understand. As I mentioned, this is just part one. There will be more to this rule. For now, there's a 60-day window for comments on the No Surprises Act legislation. There's been bipartisan support for the law, and it will go into effect in January of 2022 should all go well between now and then. So far, no word really on requirements for how insurance agents, brokers, and agencies should handle the required compensation part of the law. ThinkAdvisor did a great write-up on that part of the legislation, so we will be linking to that in our episode notes quite a bit of coverage on this rule, so you will see a few related articles in our episode notes. Number three, we've talked about summer podcast recommendations already here on the ASG podcast, but now 
Thanks to a great list from ThinkAdvisor, we've got 10 books for advisors to add to their reading lists this summer. A few of the descriptions had me interested, so I will touch on those briefly here. First up, the Supernova Advisor from Rob Knapp. If you've heard of the 80-20 rule for growing your business, he is the expert who came up with that advice. This particular book is about how you strengthen the relationship you have with that top 20% of your business that drives 80% of your income. Client loyalty and retention is always a great area to spend some time reading and learning. In fact, we've got our own guide that our team wrote, and we will have the link to download that in the notes as well. Next up, range. Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World. This one's written by David Epstein, and it argues, as the title suggests, that over-specialization is not a good thing. Now, as someone who has built a career balancing multiple aspects of media production, I would have to say that I agree. I think about burnout a lot, especially as I'm seeing more and more articles focused on it. I personally feel like the variety in my daily tasks helps me to maintain my creative flow, but I am very interested in picking this one up and giving it a read over the summer. And then the last one that I'll mention, The Heart of Business by Hubert Jolie. It's about rethinking the bottom line of your business. So rather than thinking about the money-related incentives, you put a priority on customers, suppliers, and your employees. That's just the list of what I have found interesting. For the rest of the list, there are seven more books on that list. You can check out the episode notes to grab that link. Number four, I'm always on the lookout for new ways to manage stress. And this one is a very cool find, and it's backed by science. It's a five-minute breathing exercise that you do daily, and experts are saying it may be as powerful as medication at lowering your blood pressure. Inspiratory muscle strength training, or IMST is what it's called, and you do need a special device to perform the exercises. The device adds resistance to your breathing efforts, so it works your diaphragm and related breathing muscles. Just five minutes a day using the device helped to lower blood pressure in a recent study. Participants had high blood pressure to begin with, but were also healthy participants. The effects lasted six weeks after the exercises stopped. The U.S. National Institutes of Health and the American Heart Association were the groups performing the study, and they are upbeat about exploring the findings further. No word on when that device will be available, but even if a device is needed, it's exciting to hear that a simple exercise is capable of producing that change. Number five. So we were talking about inflation a few weeks ago on another Friday Five episode. What was really driving those fears and what the economy looked like at that point? Inflation has remained in the headlines, and now the newest thing related to inflation that we are talking about? Shrinkflation. 
That's when rather than raising prices on goods and services, you pay the same price, but you get less. I'm sure we can all remember when the ice cream containers went from being square cartons to having rounded edges. And if not, well, then I've just showed my age. That is a prime example of shrinkflation. Recently, General Mills has been called out for shrinkflation on their cereal boxes, taking their family size boxes from 19.3 ounces to 18.1 ounces and still charging the same price. In a Washington Post piece, the reasoning is that consumers relate more to price point than quantity, so it's an easy way for companies to adjust products without upsetting the apple cart too much. NPR calls shrinkflation inflation's devious cousin, which I kind of love. And if you want a great explainer on the history of shrinkflation throughout the years, the Endless Thread podcast did a great episode on it back in June of last year. We will have the links to all of those articles and that episode in our episode notes. And now... For this week's bonus, a small explainer on all the products that have gone viral on TikTok, at least four of which I have purchased and tried. For those of you who follow me on Instagram, you know about the Squishmallows, and I feel like that trend transcended TikTok to other platforms. But the latest one for me, and this is actually another one that my daughter is behind, the Pop Fidget. Now, I know that fidgets are a huge industry right now because kids aren't really allowed to take toys to school with them, but fidgets, well, fidgets are allowed. So I'm not sure that this one is all TikTok. I think there's a partial toy trend there, and fidgets in general are talked about across social media. But still, it was an interesting read, and I'm now following the hashtag TikTok made me buy it, and I'm sad to say there's a huge pop fidget, it's an extra large, in one of the posts that I would love for my desk. Ultimately, though, the article talks about the why behind the buy, and you know I love learning about psychology relating to behavior, the why. So this focuses a lot on how trends even happen on TikTok and how the cycle of what is trending on there is so fleeting, and it is a really interesting read. I highly recommend reading up on that. It just might put into perspective some of those things that your kids have been asking for recently. And if you didn't make what they were calling TikTok pasta, for one, it's actually Finnish unifeta pasta. And two, it's easy and delicious, and I highly recommend that as well. Another thing I can blame on TikTok. We will have the link to the HuffPost article on its origins, and then that article has links to a whole bunch of different recipes you can try. My best advice, pick the one that has the most ingredients that you already have on hand, and don't skimp on the garlic. Never skimp on the garlic. And that is all I have for you this week. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. 
This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Brianna Lowe. Artwork by Nick Smith.